Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Can you foresee U.S. troops in combat in this new Middle East war? I, I don't think that's necessary. Israel has one of the finest fighting forces in the country. Well, thank goodness Israel has one of the finest fighting forces in the country. The man was able to say finest fighting forces. See, I can't even do it. Finest fighting forces. He was able to say finest fighting forces without stumbling, but in the country. Ah, no, we're in good hands. Fine hands. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. Israel can, of course, handle itself. And while I don't anticipate U.S. forces being on the ground anytime soon, or really there's a question of any time, there is going to be some decisions made, specifically when it comes to American hostages, because there are still American hostages. Now, Hamas has said, as Iran stated, they will give up all 199 hostages, just stop the shelling. I don't believe that should take place. I believe the shelling should continue. Let them give up the 199 hostages, and then Israel can make a call about whether or not the shelling should stop. The shelling isn't about getting the hostages back. Oh, I know what Israel's position is. I I hear you. I would argue the shelling is just what you get. Hamas cannot exist anymore. Don't we understand this? Let me say it differently. If Benjamin Netanyahu allows for this to end without removing Hamas, what was ever the point of electing this guy in the first place? He wasn't willing to do the job. Now, I'm going to get plenty of hate mail about that from other Jews saying, Tony, you can't be so hard on Netanyahu. Yeah, I can. The people of Israel, based on whatever polling you want to believe, blame him because he's the safety and security guy and here's an attack happening on his watch. As Glenn Reynolds pointed out, over at the New York Post, he knows the Instapundent, if Mossad was focused on how to influence an internal conversation amongst Israelis about judicial reform and wasn't focused on the enemy, fire everybody in Mossad. It's a failure. It's a massive intelligence failure. And it happened under Netanyahu's watch. When this war is over, they will vote out Netanyahu faster than you can say hello. Certainly that will happen if he doesn't end Hamas, which is why he's saying he's going to end Hamas. You can't say the thing and then not do the thing. That's very George Bush of you. Read my lips, no new taxes, and then raise taxes. This dog won't hunt. So the shelling continues. You don't get to negotiate. First you return the hostages, then you beg. Then we'll get rid of all the people in Hamas, And then let's talk about how Gaza remains Gaza and actually becomes something, something worthwhile, a place you might want to visit because they'll have some pretty good beaches. But Hamas cannot remain. The U.S. has been pushing for the border, the Rafa border, to be open. This would get people on the southern border into the Sinai heading towards Egypt. That border, based on different reports, is experiencing shelling. 
We also know that even though Israel told northern Gaza to evacuate, it is Hamas, this terrorist organization, these worthless murdering bastards who said you can't leave, blocked roadways, kept people in their homes. Why? Because the people are a deterrent. Hamas doesn't care about the people of Gaza. Hamas cares that the people of Gaza keep Israel from shooting. They use nothing but human shields. They're not decent. They're not kind. They're not good. And look at all the people supporting them. We have a list. We have a massive list. It's growing every day. Cornell, the Harvard Student Groups, Columbia University, Stanford, George Washington University, New York University School of Law, the Student Bar Association, Boston University, Yale, Northwestern. Northwestern is a big one right now. University of Arizona, Portland State, Swarthmore, Texas Tech, SUNY, which is uh, the City University of New York system, their chancellor. Uh, Where is the one? Was it not Stanford? Who's the one who lined up the stu- who segregated the students out and put the Jewish students in the corner so they could yell at them? Was that Swarthmore or was that was that Stanford? Oh, I forget. By the way, any Jewish student who did that, which what was that, Jason? I thought it was Stanford too. Uh, Jason, producer Jason, whispering in my ear. Uh, not not in a not in a Joe Biden way. This is all very professional. If you are a student who actually stood in a corner because your professor said so, you're out of your mind. You're out of your head. But we have got this list. It goes on and on and on of the reactions of things that, that are happening and where these student groups have proven themselves to be beneath contempt, where the students have proven themselves to be unworthy of your respect. This is Northwestern. Um, this is this was put out by Guy Benson. So he's over at Fox News in Town Hall, and this is about Northwestern. He's a Northwestern guy, right? Yeah, I think Guy, yeah, he is a Northwestern guy. Um. Condemning Medill's response to Palestine media coverage. This is uh, put out by um, the editors of Northwestern University's one and only magazine by and for Muslim students. This past Thursday, Medill uh, Dean Charles Whitaker, so we're talking about Northwestern University, released a statement regarding the war crimes Israel is currently committing on Gaza. Oh, is that right? without mentioning Israeli war crimes on Gaza. Instead, he grossly misframes the situation, as many Western media outlets have, as a war Israel started to defend itself from the, quote, terrorist, unquote, group Hamas. This stuff is nuts. These people who have decided that Hamas is the good guy and and, uh, Israel's the bad guy, Hamas is just fighting for freedom, and Israel is really the the terrorist, which is why I I said earlier, and let me say it again, I cannot convince the bereft of decency to be decent. All I can say is, 
Well, I think that Hamas is the terrorist group. You want to say Israel's a terrorist group. All right, so none of us have any moral clarity. None of us have any moral superiority. Let's find out what happens. I'm not going to stop Israel. If they burn it all to the ground, if they scorched scorch the earth, if they raise the, the, every building and then salt the earth, so nothing grows. All right. I mean, if there is no morality to which we can measure... But there's a, a, a secondary part here, which has to do with the very idea of radical Islamists. And we think that they left. We haven't been talking about them for years. Just because we stopped talking about them doesn't mean, doesn't mean they stopped talking about us. And in the case of Israel, specifically Jews, doesn't mean they stopped hating Jews. And speaking specifically of America, doesn't mean they stopped hating the great Satan. Doesn't mean that. Never meant that. Only in America could you get lulled in such a false false sense of security. Well, Tony, what about Europe? Okay, only America and Europe could you be lulled into a false sense of security. Well, I don't think Poland took in the refugees. Only in places run by liberals could you be lulled into a false sense of security. There it is. There. Got it right. Took me. Third time's the charm. I, that's what my Mima told me. Third time's the charm. Um, should anybody have any respect for this group whatsoever? Should anybody have any respect for the Harvard student groups that signed the letter blaming Israel? And then there's been this whole fight because people said, are you nuts? And CEOs are like, we want to know who's in these groups. We're not hiring these people. We're not going to hire these people. Oh, and people are like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. These are just kids. They don't know what they're doing. We got to show them some grace. Vivek Ramaswamy and some others were people... making that uh, kind of claim. Uh, the, the, the grace conversation is one that I find very important because with everything regarding cancel culture, I don't believe in any cancel culture. When Deshaun Jackson of the Philadelphia Eagles at the time was putting up uh, quotes that were attributed to Hitler and they weren't actually from Hitler, but was also praising Louis Farrakhan, I said, do not cancel this dude. Just tell him why he's wrong. Anybody who would support Louis Farrakhan is clearly wrong. But this is ugly stuff. What's the point of getting him fired? What's the point of getting anybody fired? How about a point of explaining why it's a problem? That was me. The idea of, 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 this, of a discussion regarding Louis Farrakhan versus the idea of who actually attacked whom. And who continually attacks whom? And who wants to wipe whom off of a map? I don't know if I use whom in that case. There is no conversation here. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Every other conversation is a lie told by a liar. It is in their charter. It is clear they want to kill Jews. They are a terrorist organization that wants to wipe Israel off the face of the map. And so does Rashida Tlaib, obviously. I mean, she, she actually did that in her office put a post-it note over Israel. So, I don't know, seems like a bit of solidarity to me. There is no debate here. 
Whether someone engaging free speech should be canceled is one thing. Whether somebody who says, hey, you want to you wanna have sex? Whether that should be considered an offense so great that they should lose their job as a, as a comic or as an entertainer. Whether utilizing the wrong pronoun means you should be fired. Of course not. And in all those cases, I say, of course not. But the progressives say, absolutely, because we have to fight for decency. When it comes to Hamas and Israel, well, you got to understand Hamas's position here. These people have no moral authority, moral decency. And when you can't call out the terrorist group, maybe you're not somebody I want working for me. But let's take this a step further. Doesn't matter to me if the CEOs hire or don't hire. Show grace or don't show grace. That is up to them. I want to turn this back on the colleges. All of these universities that have aggressively failed their students. If a university must now protect the students from their own words and own actions because, after all, they're just college students and they don't know anything. Why do they allow those same students to control everything on the college campus? You need to be standing up for the trans community. You need to be standing up for the gay community. You need to be standing up for for black members of this university. And we need safe spaces. No. No. You can use any pronoun you want. We allow free speech and we allow conservative speakers here. And if you try and shout them down, we throw you out. And most importantly, life doesn't offer safe spaces. So let's not get crazy town. Come to school, learn science, shut your mouth if you think you could do it better, and then try not to annoy your professors. Now, the fact that the professors have built this society, well, that's secondary. We'll get to that another time. If the student groups are so ignorant, then why are the students given so much power at the university? Never mind all those university presidents. It's John Huntsman, uh, former ambassador to China. He actually ran for president. They're no longer going to make donations to the University of Pennsylvania because of their lack of response. I have argued that alumni should completely stop giving uh, to universities that can't tell their students. Hamas is a terrorist organization. My God, we let you into this school? How embarrassing. How embarrassing of us. Schools that don't engage in a bit of moral clarity cannot be trusted. But schools that have these students that can't engage this and where the school doesn't teach this, why do you let the student control things? Now, maybe it's because you don't teach the student because you don't care about moral clarity. You care about all the wokeness and the feel-good stuff. After all, everybody's got tenure and you've only got six more years as president and your pension will be like 862000 a year or whatever it is. So just go with the flow and try not to cause a problem and enjoy the parking spots. Oh, super nice parking spots when you're the president of a university. The students aren't capable of knowing that a terrorist organization is wrong. That's insane. 
This isn't the first time. This is all the times. They don't know what Hamas is. No one is telling them. And those who are speaking to them say, well, the real problem is Israel. And colleges allow this? You think someone who is that messed up in the head, that fakakta crazy, should actually have a say on other things that go on at the school? This is embarrassing for colleges all across the country. Embarrassing. And you should be paying attention to this. A, as an alumnist, you don't have to give your money to them. Give your money somewhere else. And as someone sending your kid to school, where they stood on Israel and Hamas, that can absolutely guide you into whether or not your child should attend. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is up 312. The NASDAQ up 174. Look at that. Look at that right there. That's very impressive. Very, very impressive. I don't know what it's going to mean for the future. I have no clue. What I know is that uh, this economy is not in great shape. It's not. And we should not kid ourselves otherwise. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, LinkedIn has laid off 700 people. I didn't know LinkedIn was owned by Microsoft. Did you know that? I had no idea. Or I knew it and I forgot. Layoffs happen. They continue to happen. They continue uh, a pace, as the expression would go. Now, the economy is working for one person, and that is Joe Biden. Biden actually beat Trump in fundraising for the third quarter. Biden tops Trump in 2024. They say they've around, uh, raised over $71 million since July 1st, and they come into the final months of the year with $91 million on hand that's um that's a that's a fair amount of loot kids and this of course is going to be an expensive race and that's just what you know uh, the party has never mind what's going to be coming from all these other sides trump announces that the combined organizations raised 45 and a half million and they had 37 and a half million on hand, heading into the fourth quarter. Um, man, they're going to spend money everywhere. If I were you, I would get into political consulting immediately, if not sooner. Oh, yeah. Just, just, I mean, if the money is just going to get, you know, doled out like candy, you might as well get your, your, your piece of it. Besides, Americans feel... That the retirement savings won't be enough. Don't even look at your 401k. My gosh. 56% of adults, as reported, feeling behind on retirement savings. Oh, I'm absolutely one of those people. Absolutely. Nearly a third of American adult workers say they would need a million dollars to retire comfortably. Um, I am not one of those people. I think the number's way higher.
way, way higher. Cigars won't buy themselves. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today. So as we know, what's happening in Israel is affecting everything. But as we also know, as we talk about on the show all the time, day in and day out, there is no bigger story than the border. The southern border of the United States is the biggest and most important story in the United States because from that, all danger flows. All of the cultural conversations flow. And now we have possible Iranians coming through the border. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, always a pleasure. I spoke with Griff Jenkins from Fox News earlier about this. He was at the border, and you'll actually hear the boats go by as Border Patrol is trying to stop people from crossing. He's he's talking to me. He's reporting on what he's seeing literally right behind him. But the bigger story was about a week ago that Griff reported, and this was the headline over at Fox News, Thousands of quote-unquote special interest aliens from Middle East countries stopped at southern border since 2021. That was followed up four days later. Officials apprehend two Lebanese nationals at the southern border amid terror concerns. And then less than a day ago, less than 24 hours ago, U.S. Customs confirms fourth Iranian quote special interest alien unquote apprehended this month in Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh, Griff, normally in any other day, would be like, see, the border is a problem. Now we're tying it to a terrorist attack from Hamas. What is it that you're hearing about these quote-unquote special interest aliens? Well, good morning, Tony. And listen, you can't separate what's happening at our southern border from what you're watching play out over in Israel and the horrific terrorist attack because we have these special interest aliens that are mixed in. Now, I'm in Eagle Pass standing right now, Tony. At this very moment, I'm literally in Eagle Pass. We've had multiple groups. You've got the Texas National Guard standing on one side of the razor wire, migrants on the other side of the wire, as we're speaking, trying to get through here. And most of the migrants in this area have been from Venezuela and Ecuador. And I'll quickly just ask these migrants. So these migrants literally trying to get across the wire now are from Venezuela. But it is the special interest aliens you mentioned that has really got officials on uh, high alert because you've had in just the Eagle Pass Del Rio sector in the first 14 days of the fiscal year, this year began on October 1st, you've had four Iranians apprehended in just this sector across the entire southwest border. You've had more than 30 Iranians in the big news that we just broke this morning is that we know of at least two instances in which Iranians apprehended at our border in the past 14 days. And excuse me, as the Border Patrol airboat goes down the river as they try and patrol it, not only looking for migrants crossing, but also contraband, narcotics, as well as doing life-saving because it's a dangerous river and we have multiple groundings every week in this sector. But the news is that the Two instances of Iranians that have been apprehended hit the terrorist screening database. So when these special interest aliens, whether they're from China, Russia, Syria, Lebanon, or Iran, they're separated from the other migrants and go through a extensive uh, deep vetting. And in two instances, they have hit this terrorist screening database, meaning that they 
potentially have terrorism connections and could potentially pose a significant and serious threat to the homeland. In fact, don't take it from me, Tony. Anybody can go out there right now at this moment and Google DHS Homeland Threat Assessment. Every year, DHS puts out what they see as the threat and as it relates to the border, to the homeland. And in it, they say specifically that individuals who could pose a potential terrorism threat to the United States continue to try to attempt to enter the homeland. That's their language, not mine. And they specifically highlight the country of Iran as being the the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism and very active in trying to enter our homeland. Now, make the connection. We know Iran is behind the Hamas attack in Israel. We know Iran is ratcheting up as late as yesterday afternoon, saying that they are going to potentially get involved if Israel does go into Gaza, which we know is a matter of when, not if. And so as all of this is playing out, you cannot take your eye off of what's coming across our open border because it's never been more unsecure. In this sector, by the way, and then I'll shut up because I've given you a lot of information, in just this Eagle Pass sector where we just rattled off the people coming across, you have about 35 to 40 agents on shift every day. It's a small sector. Of the 40 people, 90%, more than 35 of the 40, are literally under that bridge you see in my live shot every day processing migrants. It's left more than 60 miles of unsecure border, wide open, unmonitored, unpatrolled, and unsecure that anything, cartels, terrorists, drugs, you name it, can cross. And that is why it's such a uh, serious threat and concern to officials while we look at what can happen in Israel, could happen here, God forbid. Now, I, I want to go back to this idea of, of who is crossing the border. When I was visiting McAllen uh, just a few months ago to see Chinese nationals, grown men, uh, just waiting to not just be processed, but looking for support, looking for food and in, these, in these shelters that you often see, like in McAllen right near the, the bus station there. Uh, it, it was a jarring sight. And we see constantly the idea of single adult males crossing the border this is one of the great differences in the border than let's say 10 years ago or 20 years ago when it was clearly women and children or a family affair and we have discussed the threat of this and the illogical nature of this of allowing single adult males into the 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 country the connection of what we're seeing to the tsdb as you described it on on twitter x at griff jenkins that's two f's at griff jenkins on twitter x this terrorist screening database how what is the usual number that is hit or is, is this uptick or is this is this a question of well they're here and we're seeing what's happening in israel so there's more worry I'm going to answer that in just one second, because in the last fiscal year, you had 151 migrants in the terror screening database, which was more than the six previous fiscal years combined. But you're going to hear the bow behind me, because literally, as we've been talking, I watched three Mexican Marines chasing one, two, three, four, five migrants, all single males, looked to be in about their 20s, crossing the, the, the Mexican military, chase them down a hill they're running from mexican authorities mexican authorities couldn't stop them the four migrants walking across right now in uh right now in in the middle of the river and in the border patrol boat you can see they're i guess 
going to try and either stop them or at this point, once they get to the U.S. side, there's nothing we can do, Tony. And this is literally how not only migrants from Central and South America, which is what we see a lot of Venezuelans and, and Central Americans in this area, but also people from as far as China are doing to exploit our open border. And right now, playing out before my eyes and as we are live with you, it is literally happening all day long right here, and there's nothing that our Border Patrol can do. By the way, you mentioned the Chinese over in McAllen. In the first 14 days, there is nearly 2,000 Chinese migrants have crossed in just the past 14 days. He mentions the first 14 days because it's a new fiscal year for the government's calendar for, for government funding. Talking to Griff Jenkins of Fox News. You can catch him weekends as the co-anchor of Fox News Live and nobody does the border quite like uh, Griff covering the border before it was cool. But before you, you were covering the border, you were covering the Middle East. I remember you being embedded, uh, whether it be the invasion uh, of, of Iraq or some of the, the, the other things. Your sources in Israel, you know, you talk about the imminent nature of a ground invasion. You hear Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, say that, you know, they're going to uh, rip out Hamas with force. What are you hearing about this potential ground invasion? And what are your people, as I mean, I don't mean to ask two questions at once. What are your people uh, in D.C. telling you about congressional response? Well, you know, let's start with that. I mean, the congressional response, and I was talking to someone in Kevin McCarthy's office this morning because I'm just purely curious when it is that the House of Representatives, which is now being controlled by Republicans, might get their act together because now you're going there with you there. And that's the boats again. More migrants are crossing up the river. It's an active situation all day long. Whether it is a response to what's happening in Israel or something to be done to secure this doggone border. The House Republicans, of course, don't even have a speaker. We're told the latest intel is that we might get a vote for a speaker come Tuesday. But you're listening to the votes. I've got literally migrants running from Mexican police right in front of us doing nothing, let alone Republicans being able to respond to what's happening in Israel. And, you know, just for everybody who forgot... The legislative branch originates, bills start in the House, then they go to the Senate. Well, without a speaker, nothing can go to the floor. So literally, the legislative branch of our U.S. government has been effectively paralyzed for the better part of two weeks. And that is not a good situation when you consider the gravity and the magnitude of what's playing out on our southern border and in the Middle East as we continue to send more USS carriers, battleship groups over there, because this situation, this powder keg in Israel could turn very quickly into a more regional war. And that that's a, a, a sobering thought for a Monday morning with the stakes so high. Now, just to your other question, Tony, you talked about my sources. I've been in Gaza. I've been in every war zone of the planet in the last two decades. And when you talk, I remember uh, they, they had a uh, Medal of Honor recipient, Del- David Delavia, earlier this morning on Fox. I was listening to him. He was talking about how dense and heavy the fighting was in Fallujah. I was in Fallujah in 2004, 5, 6, and 7. It's unbelievably dangerous 
urban warfare because in every window, in every nook and cranny, an enemy rifle is pointed at you. An IED is laid on the ground. It doesn't matter how badass your Navy SEALs are, they're going to come under fire. And that's what the IDF is going into. And not only are they going into it in the military when you talk about softening the target, meaning bombing the heck out of them to lay down you know, an easier path into where you're going. You've seen the bombing in Gaza, but here's the problem. You got more than 100 hostages in there, so you can't bomb everywhere because you might injure the hostages you're going in for. And even if you get into the hornet's nest of Hamas to start eradicating it, they possibly have those hostages uh, 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 on, on the location. And then that can significantly changes the, 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 the battle dynamic. And so what you're about, what we are in for, what's coming, Tony, is going to be some of the most brutal, bloody fighting block by block, foot by foot, inch by inch in Gaza, because it is among the densest of urban populations uh, on the planet and the most dangerous. I mean, people have talked about it a little bit, but you have from, from the southern tip to the northern tip of the Gaza Strip, along the coastline, it's 25 miles. Along the Israel eastern border of the Gaza Strip, it's only 36 miles. So you're talking about having to put in a very large uh, uh, fighting force for a very intense battle in what is a very small area. And, you know, what IDF hopefully has some intelligence, but certainly can't have all the intelligence, is the, the tunnels that are underneath Gaza. And, and, and the, I think we are in for something that, that really even the most seasoned warrior can tell you he doesn't know what's next. And you've got the rubble all over the place from the airstrikes, which make it very impassable. Those tunnels are unbelievably fortified with concrete, and the, the bunker busters have not been able uh, to destroy them. You are, you are certainly not wrong about the intensity. Griff Jenkins right there. Can't thank you enough. Uh, catch him weekends over at Fox News on Fox News Live. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. It's not just the United States having issues. France put 7,000 cops, I should say troops, on the streets. 7,000. Why? Well, that has to do with Islamic radicalization. That has to do with all the supporters of Hamas. We are not discussing this, but I mentioned it last week. Wait till we rip off the Band-Aid. Never mind how much that hurts, but wait till we actually see what the scar is. When you see the response to Hamas engaging in terrorism, murdering 1,400 Israelis, and the response is cheering and congratulations and we're with them and Hamas has never done anything wrong. How could you ever think that they've done anything wrong? They're an absolutely perfect group of people. This is what they said. You think I can make this up? Listen. Hamas is not a terrorist group. Oh, it isn't, ma'am. First of all, Hamas is not okay. a terrorist group. Hamas is not a terrorist group. What is it, like a motorcycle club? It is a resistance, or? Is a resistance okay. that has been fuming for 75 years of colonialism, of occupation, of murder, of rape, of little children, of women. This is Canada. This is Canada. I don't know uh, what the accusation there is about rape. Israeli soldiers are now raping indiscriminately 
Uh, look, as as I've said, uh, it'll be Israel, it'll be Hamas. One side's going to be remaining standing. You got to decide which side you're on. Hamas is not a terrorist group is, of course, a lie. But these people lie everywhere. The point is, what I just shared with you is from Canada, but it is France that's put 7,000 troops on the ground. It was in London where nine, ten thousand 10,000 people were screaming, free, free Palestine, for the love of the Lord. Wait, did you hear this one? Out of the University of Michigan. From Palestine to Mexico, these border walls have got to go. So first you understand how little they believe in America as is and protecting and defending America. And then you realize as you see this going on on around the globe, how many supporters there are of Hamas, you realize how many people are really radicalized and want this. They want the dead Jews. They're desperate for it. And they're everywhere. Why would anybody think it's going to stop in Gaza? What? I know I'm the first person to say it out loud. I'm not the first person to think it, of course. I'm just the first person to say it. Now everybody will be saying it. Because it is what is. The radical Islamists never left. We just paid attention to other things. The people who hate you hate you. And Hamas always wants to do away with the Jews. Not just Israelis, the Jews. And now that methodology and ugly thought process is, well, worldwide. So now we have more to think about than just a war in Israel dedicated to killing Jews. Find everything at TonyKatz.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.